How do seemingly ordinary people do extraordinary things? How do endurance athletes develop the physical ability and the mindset to complete grueling treks across water, land, anything they can think of? How do elite warriors develop the ability to do insane workouts? Well, on this episode of What's the Secret, you're going to get an inside look and some inside tips on the strategies and the principles that you can put in practice in your life to get better right now. Because on this episode, I've got former Navy SEAL Brad McLeod. Now, Brad is well known because he went through Bud's Hell Week. And Hell Week, for those of you that don't know, is one of the most grueling parts of the Navy SEAL training. Brad actually went through it twice. And even though Brad is now in his 50s, he just recently completed a 350-mile bike ride across Georgia for charity, and he did it in just four days. How is he able to do it? Well, in Brad's own words, he's just an ordinary guy that's done some extraordinary things. And on this episode of What's the Secret Podcast, I'll pick his brain and get out all the nuggets that you can use to apply to your business and personal life to be able to do what looks like the impossible things to those around you. So set back, grab a cool drink, and enjoy this episode of What's the Secret Podcast. Tired of being at the mercy of your job? Tired of watching your hard work fill someone else's bank account? Want control of your time and lifestyle? Well, if you want the real secrets, the gurus won't tell you of how ordinary people, just like you and me, can create thriving businesses that deliver financial and lifestyle freedom, you're in the right place. Aloha, my name's Tom Gaddis, and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. Brad McLeod, awesome to have you here. How are you doing, man? All right, doing great, doing great. Thanks for having me on. No, it's really it's really exciting to have you here. And it's I want to tell the listeners just a little bit about how you got here on this episode because I, I think it's a great example. Here on uh, WTS, one of the things we talk about is growing a business online, making connections and things like that. And so I was actually um, feeling very kind of like uh, bogged down during this whole pandemic shutdown thing. And I was like, man, right. I want to do something to challenge myself, you know? So I found this video online of a seal fit class and uh, you were one of the instructors, right? Right. And, uh, you right. guys were yeah. some linemen through the seal fit uh, Kokoro thing. And I thought, you know, that's too crazy. I could never do that kind of training. And then I found your website, which we'll talk about here in a minute. And I picked up some of your training stuff and I signed up for your controlling chaos challenge, which I've been going through, which has been awesome. And right. um, good. That's yeah. good to hear. Yeah, yeah it, it's fantastic. And so I reached out to you and I was like, hey, man, come on my podcast. I would love to, to have you on. And I know the listeners will get a lot out of uh, some of your insights. So I'm going to stop talking. And uh, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions because for those yeah. listeners that don't know that don't know you, maybe you can just give them a little background on what you got going on. Yeah, well, I mean, f first of all, uh, thanks so much just for even having me. It's, it's a big honor to be able to speak to you to your clients to, to you know, your readers. Um, so uh, I greatly appreciate that. But uh, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just an average guy that decided to do some extra extraordinary things 
Um, and, you know, basically was able to just do that just through, you know, grit and determination and uh, good old fashioned willpower. And uh, so that's, you know, uh, ties into so many different aspects of life, uh, you know, in the being an entrepreneur, um, you know, and, uh, you know, ne never quitting. Uh, you know, being a family guy, you know, both both my children have been, um, you know, chronically uh, sick, even right here during the uh, during the pandemic. My son was in um, uh, out of state hospital for several months, along with uh, my daughter in and out of the ER and in and out of uh, Atlanta uh, surgery. Uh, but then also, you know, all the way back to where uh, at 19, I had this crazy idea of joining the Navy and becoming a SEAL. And uh, if you if you took a look at my background, I had I was like the least qualified person to to have um, even attempted something like that. All my friends uh, laughed at me, said that there's no way you could do it. Um, uh, and really, I, honestly, I, I was not a letterman. I was not good in, in school. Um, I didn't play sports. Um, you know, I just, um, you know, basically just found a way to win. And so that, you know, in so many different aspects um, of my life, that's just, you know, that's just basically it. I, you know, just um, average guy that just won't quit. So, yeah. Well, you know, it's awesome that you, you know, you mentioned not feeling like you were good enough to the SEALs and your friends laughing at you. Because, you know, I think as entrepreneurs, we face a lot of that, right? Like, we know yeah. we want to do something, but the people around us don't believe it. And, you know, there is, um, I actually heard you on an interview online where you, you talked about this kind of um, moment of being in that training of where you kind of realize this sort of game inside the game is how you put it uh, and how it yeah. really didn't come down to being the fastest, the strongest, the, maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that you, um, you know, you kind of drill down on that because, um, you know, that's something that a lot of people don't want to hear. They want to hear that, you know, to become a Navy SEAL, you need to be six foot two, um, you know, chisel jawed, uh, six pack abs, you know, you know, pecs, you can do a thousand pushups, all of that. And, and I, that's what I had in my mind too, when I first got there. And I was actually blown away uh, when I, you know, the, the first week, I uh, it was really completely overwhelming because, um, you know, everyone in there is like a D1 athlete, um, you know, letterman, I mean, just studs. Uh, the majority of them, there's a few of them in there that are more like my, myself, more just kind of like, an average guy, but they have some little quality or they have something that, you know, sort of makes them special that, um, but that I really felt when I first got there, I was super intimidated. And I thought, man, I, I honestly had this deflated feeling where it's like, you know, I don't know. I really, I began, self-doubt began to creep in. And I just, as the week went on, and especially as we went into the second week of SEAL training, you know, which is six, six months long, that's the Navy's program for, uh, for, for special forces operators to, to go through the initial phase. And what I started to see is a lot of these lettermen guys that were absolute studs that were doing, they were crushing runs. They would crush swims. But what would end up happening is that, they, the instructors would get them out into the, the surf zone and essentially, you know, torturing them at night in the surf. 
and um, you know, it's cold. It's um, you know, you got sand in your butt. It just, you know, a lot of people, this is an incredibly uncomfortable uh, situation to be in. A lot of people have never been in that situation before. You know, how do you train from that for that other than, Oh, I think I'm going to go sit out in the surf zone at two in the morning. You know, most people haven't done that before. Right. And especially when you've got instructors that are incredibly hostile to you, they don't give a damn uh, if you're there or not, they want you to quit. And so it's not like they're coddling you. And as soon as you get out of the surf, they throw you a warm blanket and, and coffee. It's, it's a pretty rough scenario. And what I found is that many, several of these stud athletes began to quit. And it just dawned on me right there. It was like, oh, wait, I don't always have to be the fastest and the strongest on the obstacle course and the swim and the run and, and on and on. I don't have to be that guy. All I got to do is, is be that guy who's going to support his teammates and never freaking quit no matter what. And that was just this moment of, of enlightenment, you know, I mean, not, to, not to try to make it sound all gooey or whatever, but literally just like, uh, I found out this is the game you got to play is that you just got to hang in there longer and tougher than anybody else. Keep a smile on your face and never, ever quit. Now you have to pass the runs. You got to pass the swims. You know, you got to pass the obstacle course and you really, you have to show you're an amazing teammate uh, because you could pass all the runs and swims. And if you're not an amazing teammate, they, the instructors will make you quit. Um, they will just force you out. They'll blackball you. It's as simple as that. They do not want, um, you know, uh, your Olympic athletic athleticism. That's great. But if you're not going to be a stellar Olympic teammate, they have zero use for you. And so once I started figuring out this is the real game, it's not that I, uh, cause I can never compete with these guys running and swimming. Never. I was a C minus, uh, student, um, trainee in buds, uh, basic underwater demolition school, uh, the seal training. I was a C minus student there. Um, but I, I, I will humbly say I came into it with an A game of just not quitting um, no matter what, uh, I knew, cause I knew I could do that because here, you know, here's the thing is I, I was a little guy growing up. Um, you know, I'm five foot seven on a good day. I'm like Tom Cruise with like high heel platform, do everything in the world to try to make myself a little bit taller because all my life I've been beat on, pissed on, kicked, called every name in the book. And so when I got to seal training, it was like, they're hurling all these insults at me and I'm just like, well, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> that, that's what they call me back home. So I was kind of used to that whole verbal assault, get you off your game. And what I was finding was a lot of these elite athletes, these lettermen, no one had ever talked to them that way. They were always the glory boy. They always got, you know, preferential treatment. Uh, you know, they had to work, but uh, nobody got in their face and told them they were shit bag. I mean, and that's, that's talking, that's, that's a, uh, that's PG version. I mean, there's stuff you've never heard before with an instructor one inch off your face and it's, it's aggressive. It's so for that person, and that's just a game, right? They're just trying to get in your space and get you unhinged. And so for me, it was like, I've done all that before. You're not, you ain't freaking me out. I mean, I've had three bullies beating the crap out of me in the hallway 
hurling insults at me. And I'm like, I made it, I figured out a way out of it, you know? And so I was, I was used to that whole thing. So when I had that enlightenment of the game inside the game, I was like, Oh brother, it's on now. I know I can do this and cut to the chases. And you, you already know the story. I ended up spending 11 months at buds total of a six month program. I got kicked out the first time, went to the fleet Navy for a year, came all the way back and never a doubt in my mind. I knew for a fact that I would pass that course. Never, never unflinching after that. I mean, I had my down days, but that, that was a huge source of energy to me to know, Hey, I, I can play this game. I can finish this course and I will. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, there's so much that you, I mean, that's such a great story. Number one. I mean, like for me, so, you know, I've never been in the military. I've never been an athletic person. Uh, I actually came to getting in shape very late. Um, I'm 47 right now. And I just started like getting serious about working out in physical fitness about two years ago. And yeah. so, you know, my friends, when I told them that I was doing so uh, that I was doing the workouts from your site and things, they were like, I, they told me I was crazy. Cause here's a guy that just started working on a year ago. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do these Navy SEAL workouts. And they're like, you're nuts, you know, but that, that idea that you talked about of, even though you feel like you're not special enough, even though you feel like you don't have all the skills that the people around you have, you know, just being able to say, look, I'm just going to get through this. Even if it takes me two hours to get through one workout, like I'm just going to get through it. And the sense of accomplishment yeah. you feel, you know, and the thing that really attracted to me to your, your site and your workouts was the, 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 the thing you have on there about just 1% better. Like, I think yeah. that's something that's just not talked about enough, right? Like we all expect to get, you know, everybody talks about 20 times your results, a hundred times your effort. And it's like, like it, what I've experienced is that's not accurate. It's the slow gradual progress that sends, tends to stick. I mean, I'm sure that right. same experience for you, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It's something that over time I began to embrace, uh, as an idea, you know, that idea is not, it's, it's been around for ages, you know, uh, coming yeah. out of world war two. And I mean, even back in the eighties, uh, I briefly heard of it, you know, through Tony Robbins, uh, what is it he calls Kanai, constant and never ending improvement. And so, but that, that concept a lot of times flies in the face of what we, uh, a lot of times, you know, American, um, you know, fast paced culture, you know, we want to see instant results. We all want to see a quick fix. And especially in the fitness world, uh, it's like, you know, what is it that there's like 30 days to six pack abs and, you know, there's just, you know, that's like a, a big selling thing, you know, how can I get, uh, uh, abs as quickly as possible. And so uh, a lot of people, when they look at that idea of the 1%, it can seem daunting because it is the, it is the slow grind. It is the long game. Um, but at the same time, you can see quick results, even in one week, uh, by uh, enabling several 1% um, uh, tools, uh, uh, or, or exercises, if you will. Uh, so it is, it's really not a hack. It, it's really more of a, a long-term discipline game. 
Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's it's made a big impact on just the things that I've been getting done. And, uh, you know, but the work, the workout part and the, you know, the Navy SEAL part of your story is just kind of like the beginning, right? You you started a website called sealptgrinder.com. And when, when did right. you start that site? Believe it or not, I started way back in 2010. And, um, you know, I just, uh, I was working at a local gym, uh, and back during the recession, just part-time I was sweeping the floors and, uh, just helping, you know, warm up clients, um, you know, sell some protein powder, um, you know, just basic stuff. I wasn't even a real instructor. Uh, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't certified and, but I had people that knew my background or, um, would, after I would, you know, maybe I'd warm them up or whatever. Some p- people would come to me and they say, Hey, you know, what's, what's a workout that you used to do back in the, the seal days, or what's a workout that I can do to help me with this. And I just started putting things down on just this gnarly, just real simple blog. And it just, yeah, slowly started building traffic. And, um, you know, of course, you know, with the whole bin Laden thing and all that things went up, uh, you know, in terms of the, the, you know, everybody wanted to hear what, you know, uh, how a seal worked out or what have you. And, uh, but it's, it's interesting. I can't even believe it. it's been 10 years. How, you know, that in, in internet years, that's like, you know, that's like 30 normal business years. And so I'm, uh, and sometimes I'm always a little shocked that we're still in business. I mean, when you got all these big names like David Goggins and, you know, Jocko and, um, you know, uh, Mark Devine, you know, you know uh, I mean, these guys are big stars out there in, in the in the YouTube and, and inter, interweb world. And so for even a little guy like me to still be out there uh, kind of kicking around, it's sort of, it's, it's, it's humbling and it's, it's almost, I kind of laugh. I'm like, are you kidding me? I was the least, <laughs> I'm the least person that you would expect <laughs> to have uh, put something like this together. And so, uh, in a way, it just kind of flies in the, it just kind of flies in the, the as a flag of de- defiance. And, you know, so, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm psyched after all these years, we, we've, we're this year with the pandemic, we're doing more uh, business and have more clients than ever. Yeah, that, that that's awesome. What would you say, you know, if there's somebody out there that's looking to, you know, maybe they have a skill, they have something that they want to bring online, you know, what, what have you kind of experienced in your journey of building this, starting this business, building this business online, growing it? I mean, what kind of, what, what advice would you, would you give to that person? Yeah, just, I mean, really the same as the SEAL training. It's just uh, never quit, uh, especially when the, the digital, you know, the whole digital space, it's, it's so tough to really get traction. Uh, it's so tough to, um, you know, piece things together, um, in any kind of, you know, uh, even for a year, even it just, um, and, and make that, you know, make that an actual, um, you know, real income or make that a real, a real, a real, um, I would say a job, but you know, make that a real business. Um, really just not quitting and believing in yourself too, because, you know, I had a lot of self doubt starting this, um, uh, in the online space. Um, you know, partly too, because you had all these other big names that were out there, uh, in the military space that, you know, they're, they're well-spoken. They look good on camera. They have lots of followers on and on and on. And so for this little guy, again, to, uh, the underdog to kind of come in there and, and, and at least, you know, steal a little Scooby snack. It, it's, uh, 
it, it's only because I didn't quit. I could have easily quit in the first three months or six months. And, um, you know, I had a, had a pretty good day job, even though it was recession, I was still trying to fit, you know, things were, were kind of working out. So, um, but, I, but I just thought about it in that the sense of like, where do I feel the best? I feel best when I help people. And that's true all the way to today, man. If I want a dopamine hit, that's what I go for. I'm, I'm like an addict, man. And, it, and it, the thing is, is like it, it works at such a high level when you put other people first. It sounds corny to say that, but the more times I've done that and I haven't worried so much about the bottom line, uh, the more opportunities that have come back over to me, you know, five and tenfold. Um, you know, even just this last event that we just did, you know, racing across the top of Georgia uh, on a bike, uh, raising money for charity. That is the fifth year we've done it. We've raised over $25,000. Um, but that, um, you know, inside of that is just, um, you know, it, again, it's that, that never quit, always want to try to help people. And whenever I do help people, um, if you look at that list of people that donated, um, you know, it was for our local youth bike team in Tallahassee, little old Tallahassee, Florida. Most of the people on that donors list, they, they're from out of state. Some of them are from out of the country. Uh, what does that say? It says that they believe enough in um, something that I'm talking about, that I care about, and they're going to help support me because they know maybe I, you know, uh, you know, I help them with the coach with coaching over here, or I help them lose 10 pounds or fit 20 pounds or do their first 5k over here. And they come back and say, Hey coach, how can I support you? And I say, Hey, you know, I don't say go buy another one of my programs. I say, Hey, check out, check out my yearly, uh, uh, charity that I'm raising money for. And people, you look at that list and it's, it's amazing. I'm so humbled when I see that. And I know that it pays off to put people first, to put service first. And when you do that, other things take care of themselves, just like this last, you know, charity fundraiser. We raised uh, $5,300 for a local youth uh, bike team. You know, that says a lot in a pandemic with, you know, with, uh, you know, unemployment, uh, high unemployment rates. There's riots out in the street. There's uncertainty. And people are donating money hand over fist for a little small charity in a town they probably will never even visit. What does that say? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that tells that's me awesome. everything. <laughs> that's <a> validation <laughs> right there, brother. It's like, hey, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Keep showing up. Yeah, keep absolutely. People, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, I'm so glad you brought up the bike ride because I was actually going to ask you about that next because as I was kind of doing my, my research to talk to you on this episode, I came across this video and you're, I think you're down in your workout basement and you were talking about doing workouts in a confined area. And uh, you're, I mean, yeah. you're in great shape, right? I mean, you're, That's you're shredded, video, yeah. you're, yeah, you're like that. in great shape. <laughs> and then you, uh, I think you were talking to on another interview and you mentioned that at the time you were 48 and uh, right. I think this was like in 2011, right? Yeah. So that was, that was nine years ago. I was about to say, I, that's an old video. I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what it what really stunned me about the video was one that you were 48 because I was like, holy cow, he's 48 in this. And, and, you know, for me, like the mental game of doing all this stuff that we've kind of been talking about has been one of the things that I catch myself doing all the time is I go, oh, I'm 47. Like, what do people expect? Like, surely they don't, ex surely he doesn't expect me to do, like, I need to cut that in half or trim it down or, 
you know, I mean, what, you know, no 47 year old does this. And uh, to see that video and then realize that you just completed that bike ride of 350 miles and you did it in what, three days, right? Three days, 26 hours. Is that Uh, three days, uh, 23 hours and 29 minutes. Uh, I, uh, uh, barely, barely squeaked under the four day threshold. This episode of what's the secret podcast is sponsored by offline sharks, offline sharks, where website designers, social media experts, SEO professionals can get custom software tools and training on how to quickly scale and grow their digital agencies. If you're looking to build reoccurring revenue into your agency and go from one to two clients to six figures and beyond, Offline Sharks is the place to do it. So head over to offlinesharks.com forward slash Tom and start growing your agency today. Uh, this is my sixth time doing it and I've always uh, been on the hunt for the elusive three day. And, uh, unfortunately I've just, I've fallen apart. Honestly, I'm I'm writing about that. I wrote about this morning in my blog, very honestly, just, I've, I've, I've fallen apart, uh, right there at the very end, uh, in the fourth quarter as you, uh, so to speak, uh, I have finished the race, but I just haven't been able to put together the, the, the mythical four day, uh, for that race. And, uh, this last time, yeah, I was able to do it. I had to ride 24 hours straight uh, from one of the last towns all the way to the finish. Um, I don't even know what it was. It was 100 and something miles to, to the finish. I'd already done 250 miles, so my body was just, you know, it was, it was pretty maxed out. Um, but yeah, that was just that's part of that's part of that whole journey, you know. Really, if you're going back even to looking at like one percent, that's where one percent's pay off this whole last year. Uh, you know, doing all the doing a lot of the right things in small increments over time begin to pay off. And that's where I saw it right there is where it paid off. Uh, and I had a little help too. Uh, it, it wasn't raining that night. Um, it was good weather. Yes, I had to pedal, but I also had, um, you know, it, it, uh, conditions were more favorable for me. Uh, I didn't have, you know, massive blisters on my feet and trench foot. And, uh, in the past I've had, you know, broken, uh, broken spokes, hubs, cogs, uh, flat tires. I've had everything <laughs> broken feet. <laughs> I mean, broken in it. I had tr- mild trench foot. Um, it's just a wet course, you know, um, and, and keeping cleats and socks on your feet going in and out of streams and rain rainstorms it just you know your feet just get um get brutalized uh but that was essentially it is i would fall apart at the end and um but luckily this year yeah i had had some had good uh good pirate winds uh, flowing behind me <laughs> yeah and you didn't have time to answer your facebook messages i was pretty surprised when you answered me in the middle of the in the middle of the ride about doing this podcast yeah. interview i was like <gasps> Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you might've caught me on like day three or something. There's a little spot up there that I, um, there's two or three spots where I can get a signal out and I check in with my wife or whatever. And I saw your message pop up and, uh, uh, you know, about the podcast and I was like, well, hell yeah, of course I will. Yeah. Jump on that. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, one of the reasons I bring up that, that bike race and that earlier video is because I think, you know, it goes back to sort of what you were talking about before, but I think as people get older and especially men, as we get older, we start thinking like that, is, you know, we can't really do the same things that, that 
that we used to be able to do. We're not feeling all that young. So what you have any advice or any tips to someone who's maybe older, they're, you know, they're maybe they're not in the best shape. Like they're, they just, they need, they know they need to do a better job there. Like any, anything you could, that you could um, speak specifically to that kind of older, older person that's looking to do something different. Yeah. I mean, um, I really could almost, you know, what I'm going to tell you is I would go back to all athletes really. uh, And especially older athletes too, because, you know, we have that ability uh, being older to, um, to understand discipline and understand, you know, what it takes uh, day in, day out, whether it's, you know, just to keep a job, keep a roof over your head, uh, you know, keep, keep tires on your, on your vehicle insured. You know, those are things that we do on a daily basis. And so what I talk to all my athletes about is, you know, have your discipline set first in your daily life. And, and if you can do that with things that are just as simple as reading a good book every night before you go to bed, it can be five minutes, right? And, you know, if you can do that, again, we're going back to, you know, uh, Tony Robbins. I mean, if you can do that for 21 days um, in a row, you know, uh, habits, good and bad, can be formed in, in 21 days or more. And if you can do that for 21 days, just reading five minutes a night before you go to bed reading a good book um you know because a lot a lot of athletes a lot of athletes i coach too they're like i'm so busy coach i'm traveling i'm getting on a jet i'm you know going over here i got my family i got all this stuff you know how do i fit in workouts so hey let's 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 talk about discipline first and then that will translate to workouts and that will translate to big goals and so if we if we work on those simple uh small what again one percent of reading that book every night. It doesn't have to be five minutes. You can do 15. You can do an hour, but five minutes minimum. Write that in your training log. Don't type it in. Write it in your training log. Uh, there is great power in the written word. Write in your in your training log. And I would, I would uh, ask you too to even write in the book you're reading. Underline words, right? A, a book is not, a book, you have not re- read a book Unless that book, you can look at it and see dog-eared corners. You can see underlines. You can see stars, asterisks. You've read that book several times through. Then you've really you've read that book. And so that book becomes like a, a dumbbell. It's like a barbell. It's something that we pick up every day. We use that as a tool to increase our mental power, uh, our mental toughness. And, you know, what I would argue, too, is even on these big, you know, these endurance races, what have you, uh, going through buds, being an entrepreneur, being an older athlete and getting up uh, and getting ready for uh, an event. Um, If you have that mental toughness, that's a huge part of it, right? If you can go to the second day uh, and, 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 and read and, and obtain that discipline again without making an excuse. And the third day and the fourth day and the fifth day that builds, uh, calluses, right? It builds like you would have calluses on your hands, uh, from doing the deadlift. Uh, you would have calluses in a good way, uh, on your mind to continue to build that mental toughness, uh, that you would need just to continue to succeed. Right. And so an older athlete can take that 
easy tool just like that, that easy exercise, and begin to build on that. And, you know, of course, reading a good book, putting good things in your mind. We're not listening to late night news right before we go to bed. We're controlling our mental state. We wake up the next morning. We, we're much more refreshed. We're much more calm. Uh, we've put good things into our mind, not, you know, uh, whatever uh, news agency, you know, whatever uh, catastrophic news. And so that rinse and repeat cycle day in, day out for a young athlete and for an older athlete can be one of the most beneficial things that you can, you can do. Uh, then from there, take it to another exercise, deep breathing, right? And so now we're doing a double. We're going to read every night. We're going we're to deep breathe every morning, right? And it's five minutes. It's all it is. You can do that traveling to London, traveling to wherever. You don't have to have a dumbbell set or a, uh, a workout center in your hotel. You can do deep breathing sitting on your bed in your hotel, right? You can read, take that book with you and read in your hotel, Okay, and so that's how we would build our foundation uh, of letting a young athlete know or, or an older athlete know is that through this path of discipline, we can begin to do anything. And so from there, we can pick up weights. Let's, we're going to lift weights three times a week, or we're going to bike three times a week, or we're going to run three times a week. What are our goals going to be? Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enter my first 5K. Okay, what do I need to do that? I need to do that. I need to, uh, I need to run three times a week. Okay, well, I know I can run three times a week because right now I'm already reading and deep breathing seven times a week. I'm, I'm all in on this discipline game. That's all I got to do is run three times a week. So that's how you can build your foundation and continue to up your game. And that 1% builds these incredibly uh, strong building blocks that can help you uh, overcome any obstacle or step up, uh, step up to uh, be able to, um, to achieve what, whatever it is that you want to achieve that 5k, uh, or that first, uh, I've got an athlete right now. He's doing this, going to do his first 100 mile bike ride, but he's, he's bitten off smaller chunks of, uh, 15s and 20s. He did a 50 the other day and he's using that exact same principle that, that I've taught to be able to, to do, he, he's, I think he's like 55, you know, and he's doing his first 100 mile bike ride, you know, more power to him. Right. So that, that would be, that's, a, you know, kind of a long, uh, drawn out there, but I would say it all starts with that, that five minutes tonight, you, the athlete, older, young can do that tonight by reading a book for five minutes, right before you go to bed, turn off the TV and read that book. Yeah. That's awesome advice. So I have, one la I have one last question for you. So what advice would Brad today give to Brad just heading into the Navy back then? Like if there was one thing you could tell that younger you, like, oh, man, this man. is the thing. Anything, <laughs> anything popped to your head, what you'd tell him? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's just, wow, my, my head's swirling right now. There's so many things. Um, <laughs> Uh, there's so many things, uh, and I have a young son that's 14 right now. And, uh, so, um, I try not to be too overbearing with him in the, Hey, you need to do this. You need to do this. He's not necessarily going to the Navy, but you know, uh, yeah. um, I, I think, I think that it would be, don't believe the naysayers believe in yourself because you can have all the athletic abilities in the world. You can be super smart, you know highest SAT score, 
all that. But if you don't believe in yourself, then everything else can crumble or you can self-sabotage yourself. And, you know, believing in yourself, uh, it doesn't mean being cocky. It doesn't mean poking your chest out. It doesn't mean, it means taking action and doing the next right thing. And if you, if you do that and you believe in yourself, no matter what's said about you, no matter how somebody's one inch out of your face spitting on you, calling you every name in the book, uh, whether you're cold in the surf zone, whether you're uh, an entrepreneur and your, your business partner uh, declares bankruptcy, um, on and on and on. There's so many different life challenges that we're going to have that are going to hit us. And we have to always keep the faith, believe in ourselves and have that confidence and just be unshakable. Uh, and that, that will lead you, um, that will lead you to so many good things in life. Um, you know, whether it's you're trying to complete SEAL training or you're just trying to complete high school, uh, whether you're trying to do your first 5k or you're trying to do a 350 mile bike ride across Georgia. Uh, whether you're, you know, you're just starting a business or you're trying to, to survive, um, you know, uh, a recession or a pandemic uh, or something crazy that's happened in your business, trying to survive and not, not go bankrupt. Um, so that I would say, I would definitely say that would be the number one thing that I would um, speak again and again and again, whisper in my own ear, you know, believe in yourself, young Jedi, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's so, it's just so important, man, because so many things are coming at you that can make you crumple. Um, and there's nothing wrong with crumbling at times, as long as you can get back up. Right. So um, I would definitely say that would be my go-to uh, believe in yourself. That was awesome. We've been talking to Brad McLeod, former Navy SEAL, and the uh, man behind SEALGrinderPT.com. And I encourage all my listeners to check that site out. Even if you're not into the crazy Navy SEAL workouts, the training that he has on that site of the mental aspect of the game uh, is fantastic. It's really helped me a lot. So I encourage you guys to awesome. head over there. Brad, thanks so much for being with us today. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks for having me, buddy. It's it's a real honor to to uh, you know speak to your listeners, uh, and uh, yeah, I just uh, just uh, keep pushing forward, one percent. Yeah, thanks so much. Well, everybody, stay safe out there. Practice aloha, and I'll see you on the next episode of What's the Secret. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you found it helpful, then please share it with someone else. Just simply share the link or post it on Facebook and say, check this out. Really make my day if you did that. Also, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already so every podcast gets sent straight to you and you don't have to go searching for it. Again, my name's Tom Gaddis, and I'll see you next week on What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha for now, everyone.